Hello and welcome to the Sex Within Marriage Podcast. My name is JD and I blog over at uncoveringintimacy.com. And well, it's been an exciting few weeks. You know, we kicked off our Becoming More Sexually Engaged course, and this cohort has been absolutely amazing to work with. And it's been awesome to be, see such large changes in their marriage even so soon after starting. Uh, we also just finished up our February Intimacy Challenge on Instagram, and that was pretty awesome to see as well. I got a lot of private messages from people about how they were enjoying it and the impact it had on their marriages. And all that to say, you know, it's been quite busy, but now things are coming down again and it's time to get back to our anonymous question backlog. And as always, these are from our anonymous have a question page and I post them in our supporters forum for discussion. And today we're answering questions submitted in November. And we're going to jump right in with question one. This person writes, if you plan for a romantic getaway weekend, romantic dinner, fun activities, and a nice place for the weekend, talked about it, flirted a little before getting there and before dinner, and mind you, they took a nap for a couple hours before dinner. You get back to the room after dinner, watch a little TV. One is rubbing their feet, leg, upper thigh, etc., and they fall asleep again. They packed laundry and you brought silky underwear the last weekend together, date night, and they fell asleep until 1 a.m. on the sofa and no sex, though it was discussed at dinner. Is the significant other that planned and was excited, looking forward to it, have the right to be upset in this con- if this is a continual occurrence? Um, sure, you have the right to be upset and she can have the right to be upset that you're upset and you can have the right to be upset that she's upset that you're upset. But arguing about feelings is rarely productive because everyone has a right to feel however they want to feel. Um, Instead, I think you could have easily pivoted the romantic weekend getaway into a relaxing weekend getaway and probably would have ended up with better sex in the long run. You know, if my wife fell asleep and we were planning to have sex on a weekend getaway, I'd let her sleep as long as she wanted. And then in the morning when we're both rested and have nothing else going on, then I'd initiate sex. I guarantee it would go over better than when she's exhausted because a well-rested wife with nothing to do on her to-do list is a lot more sexually fun than a wife who's thinking, let's get this over with so I can sleep. Also, I'd probably be a little concerned that every time she has a break, she falls asleep. To me, this indicates that she's probably chronically exhausted and there's either something medical going on or her life is simply too busy and she needs more time to rest. Um, yeah, that's what I'd be thinking if it was my spouse. All right, on to question two. This person writes, Hi, Jay. My husband and I have been married for 15 years, and we have two children together. Occasionally, we are able to slip off to the beach or the mountains without our children. My husband keeps purchasing smaller bikinis for me to wear with him. Some of them, I feel, are too small. I look decent for my age, but I'm not a show-off. I have worn some pretty small ones when others aren't around. Sometimes I wear them under my cover-up. He says that he would rather be distracted by me at the beach than other women. He even thinks it's hypocritical to go to the beach and wear my mommy swimsuits, as he calls them, and expect him to hide his eyes or look away every time a woman passes in a skimpy swimsuit. He often travels for business and goes to South Beach where the women are topless. He wants me to go with him on a business trip. I have been willing to tan newt in the privacy of our own yard. I'm just not sure about showing my butt and boobs in public. I don't want him looking at other women at the beach either. I know he loves me and prefers me. Should I occasionally do this for him? Now, to me, something's not quite adding up. He says he wants 
you to be less modest so that he can be distracted by you instead of other women. Um, and this makes it sound like he's asking for help, but he also goes to topless beaches by himself when you aren't around. And that I think completely destroys his stance. Um, I don't think he's trying to stop being distracted. I think he's getting off on watching barely dressed women and finds the idea of other people looking at you in a similar state of dress to be erotic. In short, it seems like maybe he's a voyeur and an exhibitionist and he's trying to get you to be okay with it. That's my guess anyways. But even if I'm wrong, I think you should stick with your views of modesty. Continue tanning nude at home in privacy, uh, wearing skimpy bathing suits together, again, alone. I think you should be completely free to be naked and unashamed with your spouse. But I don't think you should give in to pressure to do the same with others around. Alright, moving on. Question three is simply, what are the objections to public sex? Now, it depends what you mean by public sex. If you're talking about having sex in front of other people, then the primary objective for me is that I believe you should only engage in sexual activities with your spouse and it should not involve others. If you want a biblical example of this, I think Queen Vashti and Esther is uh, a good one that one of our forum members brought up. Uh, she refused to even be brought out to be seen as a sexual object for other people's entertainment, much less have sex in public. If you're talking about having sex outside of your home, such as in nature, a public space, but with no expectation of, or better yet, an expectation of not being seen or otherwise caught, then you can check out podcast episode 95, where I answered a question about semi-public and outdoor sex. Question number four is a much longer one. They write, Jay, I found out in August of this year that my wife of 13 years has been having an emotional affair with a coworker. It started as a friendship around January of this year, and in May, crossed the line from a work friendship to intentionally, intentional flirting and actively omitting the fact that she was married and had a family. He worked remotely and lived hundreds of miles away. The relationship was limited to text, pictures being sent, mainly selfies, and one of standing in a dressing room wearing a new dress, and phone calls. There were lots of fishing for emotional support and compliments. We had many talks in the beginning of our relationship and set boundaries for many different things. Friendship with people of the opposite sex was one of these boundaries, as we both believed it was a potential road to infidelity and that it was best to avoid the very appearance of evil. During our talks, I asked if there had been any sexual thoughts or discussions. She answered no, but came to me a week ago, three months later, after I found her deleted text and at least two months after I'd had the talks with her about it ever crossing the line to becoming sexual in any way to say that she had a dream where she was masturbating and thinking of him. Matthew 5 verse 28 says, But I say to you that anyone who looks at a woman with lust in her, for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. I have two questions here. Number one, I know that dreams are the unconscious mind, but dreams also manifest from conscious feeling, thoughts and feelings. This, I believe, was a manifestation of her heart and feelings at that time. Is that sinful and an act of adultery? Number two, in a marriage where there seems to be no infidelity, are sexual dreams with someone known or unknown sinful? Do they re represent a place of desire outside of the marriage in person, in a person's heart and mind? My wife believes that these dreams are unconscious and uncontrollable, therefore not a sin. They require no discussion, no confession, and there is no guilt associated with them. Thanks again for all that you do. God bless. So 
If you're asking if you can divorce someone because of their dreams, then I think you're looking at your marriage with the wrong attitude. I don't think anyone should be asking, can I exit this and can it be their fault? I think once you've gotten to that point, you violated the core principles of the marriage yourself. Uh, if that's not what you're asking, then I've missed the entire premise of the preamble. Uh, the questions I'd be asking myself in this situation are what my, led myself to be tempted and what's going on in my marriage that makes it susceptible to this sort of attack? How can I help them avoid it in the future? And do they still want to be married? Do I still want to be married? I mean, the fact that she was fishing for compliments and support tells me that she wasn't getting compliments and support. Ideally, I think you both come to the table and say, yes, we still want to be married. We want to fix this and make it amazing for both of us because we love our, each other and ourselves. But ultimately, dreams are far too complicated for everyone to even agree on what they mean and don't mean. I don't think we have a clue exactly what they are. Uh, we have a lot of theories that range from past life experiences, which is not one I hold to, to expressions of the heart, like you suggest, or simply a reorganizing of the mind, which I think is probably the one I, I agree with the most. Uh, I've had dreams where I've killed people in my sleep that I have no desire to harm, dreams where I couldn't get my vehicle to stop, dreams where the house burnt down, where I married my sister-in-law, and a host of other very unpleasant things that when I awoke and was I was terrified that it was reality until I finally realized it was a dream. I had broken up and I did not have to deal with the aftermath of all that mess. And I have never felt any need or cause to apologize, repent, or otherwise confess any actions I took in a dream, nor have I ever felt the need for any such thing from my wife. To me, they're simply dreams. You can't control them, so why would you be responsible for them? Now, if you go to bed thinking about something, someone romantically and then dream about them, well, that's a different story. But you don't know if that's what's happened. Maybe it did. Uh, but then I would be more concerned about the fact that they went to bed thinking about this person romantically than I would about the dream itself. I think you two need to get on the same page about your relationship because this is, I don't think, healthy. Um, you can't go the rest of your life wondering if they're cheating on you while they sleep. Uh, it's not good for you or them or anyone else impacted by your relationship, like children, friends, family, church, etc. Lastly, question five. Uh, they write, hi, Jay. How can I encourage my husband to be healthy? My husband is an incredibly hard worker, but he puts his health at the bottom of the priority list. He doesn't enjoy exercise. He doesn't sleep well. He doesn't eat the healthiest foods. I want us to have a long marriage, but I'm worried that over time, his health will shorten his life. We've talked about it, but he finds it very difficult to take care of himself. Any suggestions? Thanks. I think one of our forum members had a good idea, you know, to make health part of the culture of the house rather than something that you're targeting with your spouse. Uh, so don't be a family that buys junk food. Be a family that goes for walks. Don't be a family that stays up late. Be a family that spends more time outdoors and so is ready for bed when it's dark. Uh, in short, find ways to integrate holistic, healthy living into all aspects of life rather than just trying to focus on him being more healthy. Uh, it's slower to change, but changes like that are far easier to maintain, especially if you can make them enjoyable. Uh, so I would start with things like invite him for walks. Uh, I think that's a great way to start. And then talk about something he's interested in while 
you walk so that the next time he's like, yeah, yeah, a walk would be good because that was fun last time. Uh, you know, if he's like many men and likes to talk about sex, maybe download our 37 questions for spouses to ask each other about sex. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Uh, it's free. It's a one page PDF. It's easy to print off and stick in your pocket. Just ask one question every time you go walking. Uh, maybe that will help. And that's it for today's questions. Uh, if you have a question of your own, you can ask it on our anonymous have a question page, or you can email me at j at uncoveringintimacy.com. As always, thank you to our supporters for helping with the brainstorming and discussions on the questions. If you're interested in joining in on the conversation, check out our support page to get access to the private forum. And that's it for today. Uh, we'll talk to you next time as we continue uncovering intimacy in your marriage and everywhere else. <laughs>